Thank you for tuning in to Avant Life's weekly podcast. We hope this message inspires you, stirs your faith, and leaves you blessed. Oh man, we serve a good God. I woke up this morning with just that thought on my mind. Just like God had put that on my heart. Not that he's like in love with himself on that level like we would be as humans. But like just to remind me, hey, Ben, I am your God. I am your father and I am good. And sometimes we just need to wake up in the morning and we just need to roll out of bed instead of going, oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, what's on Instagram? What happened last night in the news? Instead of doing any of that, we just got to get up. We got to give God time and we just got to say, we serve a good God. We got to declare, we serve a great God, a holy God. Hey, we got a good service today for you. I know everyone's excited. We've been banging on about a big announcement coming up and people have been trying to get it out of me. I'm not telling anybody. I've been keeping it a secret. I'm good like that. Pastor Emma's struggled, but, you know, it's just how it is. She always wants to tell all the secrets, but anyway. Hey, this is our vision update. We say update because it's good just to remind ourselves what our vision is as a church, where we're heading as a church, where the plans are up to, what we're doing. So that's exciting times, but... This is what I want to do. This is how I want to present today. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be upfront with you. I hope you've got a comfortable seat in your house or wherever you're sitting. It's going to be a little bit of a longer service today, but for good measure and for good reason. And and you want to stay tuned in because we're not going to we're not going to tell you the big announcement to the end. (laughs) This is not my first uh, radio, guys. I know how this goes. I'm going to keep you on there anyway. I honestly thought when I spent this week just looking and reflecting on the world that we live in, uh, how funny it is as human beings, we look at what's happening and we're like, it's so difficult and it's so hard. But if you were to take a moment and reflect through human history, can I just say since the fall, it has always been difficult and it has always been hard to achieve anything in our own strength. Actually, that was the curse. (laughs) Like, we as a generation aren't going through any more hardship than other generations went through. What we are facing, however, and this happens with each and every day, is a strong march towards the second coming of Jesus Christ, which means there's going to be a, a, a decline in certain areas, but not in his church, not in his people. And see, I don't subscribe to this mindset of, you know what, look, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. we just got to protect our own. we just got to survive this. no. The church is the ark. It is the modern-day ark. We, our job is to get as many people onto the ark as possible. And we do that not through our own strength, but through the message of Jesus Christ. And so our vision is a rise in advance. Not a rise in advance in our own strength or our own vision or our own desire, but to arise in advance in all that Jesus has put and called and purposed on our lives. Man, if we begin to, to, to push into Jesus and decrease ourselves so he could increase, we would see miracles. We would see the provision like never before. Not that it's not available. It's just that we're not making or creating space for it to overwhelm us. And so today we're going to continue to talk as a church. Our time as a people come together under one vision is now. 
The world is waiting. It is hoping. There is a void that has been created. There is a reality that no matter how much money you have or how much wealth you have or how connected you are politically or socially, all of this is irrelevant. COVID has proved some points that we need to celebrate. And one of them is this. We all need Jesus. And if there is a time to share the message of Christ and to open ears and soften hearts, even if it doesn't look like that from the exterior, now is the time. Now is the time to be brave. Now is the time to be bold. Now is the time to pray for courage and have the Holy Spirit lead, guide, direct, comfort, and give you all you need, empower you to do what you need to do in your workplace, in your family, if you're a mum or a dad, how to lead your kids, if you're looking to lead people in the social areas. This is your opportunity to go, you know what? i got to do it. Do you know when we moved here to Canada four years ago, some of our closest friends... Um, made this comment, and it's sort of true, it was more of a hilarious comment, uh, is that they told some of our guys, hey, this is your opportunity to reinvent yourself. You can reinvent yourself. And we were sitting in a hot tub, and he's telling us, you can reinvent yourself. The best thing is, when you go to Canada, all the times that you fail to evangelize, fail to preach Jesus, fail to be who you needed to be, no one knows you, so you may as well be that person instantly. You can just do that instantly. And this is what I love, is COVID has given us all a reset. Who you were before doesn't matter because everyone understands we've all been shook, we've all been changed, and there's something happening. We've all been awakened. Now's your time to be the very best new you. I love it because one of our friends, he was like, hey, this is Luke's opportunity to be a new person. And then he looked at us and he said, don't you guys stuff it up for him. <laughs> can I say the same thing? Let's not hold on to who we were prior to COVID. Let's not hold ourselves accountable to who we were then. Let's go, you know what? We are brand new. God has done a new thing. Now we get to be the best evangelists. We're all Reinhard Bonkies. We're all Billy Grahams now, right? Now we can bet the best carers and the best investors. We're all Mother Teresa's now. This is what we get to do. We're not living in the golden age of human history. We're living in the great decline, and don't be afraid about that. I tell you that instant communication, you know, sophisticated transport, cars drive themselves, household appliances, you know, we can have anything as quick as we want, virtually anything. Our day-to-day life might be easier than ever before, but Jesus says this. He says, life is more than food and the body more than clothes. This is our truth, and COVID has proved it. No external thing, however necessary or enjoyable, will ever get us into the kingdom of heaven. That's all COVID's ever taught anyone, is that all these things we thought were necessary can't save you from the inevitable. And the inevitable is this. Where are we going? Who do we belong to? Who created us? What is life all about? And I love as believers, we don't have to look far. We just got to look into our scripture and realize that God answers all of these things. Who are you? Well, you're called by name. By who? The one who created heaven and earth. What's your purpose? To give, bring, make sure glory is given unto Jesus. This is a very simple discipleship 101 stuff for us as believers. We shouldn't be surprised that we live in a world that is on a trajectory downward. A poll recently shows that one quarter of Americans in the U.S., think that that the U.S. is heading in the right direction. Only one quarter thinks it's heading in the right direction. This is actually emulated in most countries that are fully developed and living in an opulent, wealthy lifestyle. The majority actually believe that there is more government corruption, 
more self-worship and immorality, idolatry, both individual and in a false religious sense. But we shouldn't be surprised, not at all. Scripture warns us that all these things will come in the last days. Now, don't get like, don't jump on that full-on Pentecostal bandwagon and be like, hey, we're in the last days right now. I'll tell you the truth, the moment Jesus ascended, the last days began. We just know with each and every day, we're closer. And society proves that. The world proves that. Why? Because there's a great decline away from the things of God towards the things of men. But... With each and passing day, we move closer and closer to the time, that earth-shattering day when Jesus Christ returns. And we don't know the day, we don't know the hour, but we do know we've been asked to be ready for it, which means we can't hide, we can't sleep and slumber, we can't remain stationary or stagnant. We have been called to stand up, arise, and move forward, advance. The time is now. The urgency is getting greater with each and every day because our God... And I say this is a good God. We shouldn't be surprised at any of the, the things that are going on in the world. We shouldn't be surprised, which tells us one thing. We shouldn't be afraid. There's no time for fear. We have the answer and his name is Jesus. Because our God, the God who is in control of all things now and in the past and to come, is still in control. He's carrying out his purposes as he always has, even though we can not really fathom most of it. It's the same God who laid the foundations of the world, who gathered biblical Israel as a people for himself, led them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and outstretched arm and tended and discipled them over the centuries. He's the same God who raised Christ from the dead, who sent out his word and spirit and grafted us people, Gentiles, into his body. So with this, I need to remind you that John has this information that God gives us from God himself. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty Church. As we go through today, can we remember we serve a God that was always in control, is in control, and will always be in control. We have nothing to fear and everything to place our hopes and faith in. So as we go through today's revisiting of our vision as we begin to celebrate all that he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he's going to do, your posture, be a spiritual posture, be one of faith, be one of courage, be expectant, because this is not Pastor Ben and Pastor Emma doing anything. It's not Pastor Matt and Amanda. This is everyone. And I love it. You would have come to our journey sessions. If you haven't, you will. Uh, we say this, this church is a hassle. Unless you're healing, I will find you. There's no seat warming here. There's no pew warming here. But with each and every one of us that are in a healthy position to serve, we are running at better capacity. We're more efficient, more productive, more influential. We are more on mission when we're all together. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to actually give us a little bit of an overview of what Avant Life visions have been since 2017. And we're going to talk about each vision, right? Because we run two-year visions. And so we're actually onto our third iteration here with Arise in Advance. But I thought it'd be wonderful to just talk about, to reflect in this season what God has done. So our first thing that we ever discussed as a church, and we took this into our launch, was that we're better together, that there's greater power together. There is greater reward together. So right now, and I said this before, you need to know that resurrection power is at its most effective display in this world and through the body of Christ, his bride and the church. That's when it's most effective, when the church is in unison with what Jesus is doing. 
I said this just before, the local church is God's modern day ark to a dying world. In Ecclesiastes 4.9, we see it says, two can accomplish more than twice as much as one, for the results can be much better. This is the law of synergy. The sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the individual parts. When people like us come together, we are more effective. Deuteronomy 32.30 says this, one person chases a thousand of them, and two people put 10,000 to flight. See, individually, each chasing a thousand independently, but... 2,000 put together, 10,000, which is five times as much as you can achieve on your own. There's this exponential multiplication. Leviticus 26, I say all this because you need to know it's a biblical standard. Five of you will chase 100 and 100 of you will chase 10,000. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. A partnership of 500 is five times more powerful per person as a partnership of five. So think about this. I Googled it. Two Lego bricks. If you put two Lego bricks together, there's 24 different ways you can put them together. If you get three Lego bricks, there's a thousand different ways you can put them together. If you get six Lego bricks, this is going to blow your mind, 915 million different ways you can put six Lego bricks together. And I know what you're saying, I don't believe it, that's just good at pastoral. Google it. I know you believe Google. You believe Pastor Google, so just Google it. This is the law of synergy exponential increase that occurs when we work together. Jesus is calling us to work together for our cities, for our province, for our nation, and to the glory of God globally. Our second vision for two years was New Horizons. Isaiah 54, 2-3, it says, Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. We discussed here that, I love this, that there is an expectation, a reality that you first must spread out your home, spend no expense for what God wants to do. And when we do this, when we take that step of faith, when we create space for God to move in our house, the Bible says that he will fill it beyond capacity, not just with people, but with vision, with influence, with excitement, with expectancy, with the opportunity to see a city saved. God is on the move. There's a story in 2 Kings 6 where the servant of Elisha uh, is sent out. Uh, he just goes, he, uh, we're going to read it for you, but essentially he goes out for where Elijah is and he sees that they're surrounded. The city is surrounded, the small village actually, is surrounded by these armies wanting to kill Elisha. And he's afraid and he's scared. And Elisha just says, God, open his eyes to see what I see. And this is what I love is that he sees an army of heaven standing, protecting. I really want you to understand this, that when God moves, we've got to pray, show me. It doesn't come naturally. Our natural fearful disposition prohibits us from seeing what God is up to in the spiritual. But we've got to ask God, Jesus, would you let me see what you're doing? Would you give me insight, spiritual vision for what you're casting? Let me see the armies that are for me, not just be afraid and fixated for what stands against me. The drums of war are powerful and they've been used for millennia. Ever heard that? Can you hear the drums of war? Ever watch Lord of the Rings and the drums start beating and there's something inside of you? You're like, I'm afraid. I remember as a kid for ages, I'm like, the drums of war would terrify me. Think about this. You're asleep right now. And then you just hear like the Jumanji drums. Like, right? 
Just it would terrify you. And they were meant to because during the Crusades, the European armies became aware of the use of drums on the battlefield. They realized before they used to have banners and you have to flick your banner. But do you know what doesn't need like a, a line of sight to get a command? is when you can hear the drums. And I think what Christians read right now, or need right now, rather, is not to be, oh, Jesus, let me see. Let me see, like, like show me every little thing that I'm afraid of and how you're going to overcome it. No, we're saying, God, give me spiritual eyes to hear your drums of war, to see what you see, even though it doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes God will ask you to do things that don't make sense. Right? I get that. We don't serve a God that's fully, like, human logic. And good thing we don't, because our logic is corrupt. Right? But, but at the end of the day, there's these drums of war and they're beating. And I love it because it is in the heartbeat of God that we need to incline our ear to hear where he's leading us, what commands he's giving us. And that's what they would use. They would bang the drums to let you know what formation to take. If the infantry were going, or if the cavalry were going, or if we needed the archery, the artillery to fire, the drums would beat certain drum beats. Or if they just wanted to intimidate the enemy. And that's what worship is for us, right? Because we're beating our drum and we're saying we're not afraid of what the world has because greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. This is the arise and advance heart of a church like Avant. We are a people of power. Godly vision. We've been talking about this. I'm getting through this quick. So if you're taking notes, good job. We need godly vision. And we've been talking about this story for a while across a lot of our leadership. And it's this story where Jesus and his disciples, you can read about it in John 9, 1 to 7. They pass a blind man who's been blind from birth. And the disciples ask a question, and it's not uncommon for us to think about it this way. They say, hey, Jesus, who sinned, his mum and dad or the man himself? And Jesus says this, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work, sorry, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day and the night is coming when no one can work. He, he begins to tell them, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one that casts light. Yeah. But I love this. It's so the work of the Father could be revealed to God's glory. <laughs> and, and as the story goes on, he creates clay and he puts it on his eyes and he tells the man to go wash and, he's, and he receives vision. He receives vision. But can I ask you right now, maybe, maybe you need an encounter with Jesus where he's going he's gonna to remold and make your vision and he's going to ask you to what? He's going to ask you to arise and complete the order of things. Wow. Because that's what he tells this man, get up, go, wash yourself, do according to scripture. And the same applies to us. You keep going, God, I don't have vision. Well, he's saying, hey, let, let me give you, let me, let me just refocus your eyes and then go look at what the scripture says is the promises over your life. Go ask scripture, empowered and enlightened by the Holy Spirit to begin to transform you. He's not being lazy. He just, this is it. He is the word. It exists for a reason. So it brings us to this point. We don't serve an ideal God because if you're that blind guy for the most of your life, you've got to have questions for Jesus in heaven. Like, thanks, God. Great privilege, but, you know, it was a long time waiting. But he doesn't. The Bible says that he, he's excited. I can tell you right now that there would have been no other man in the vicinity more excited and in love with the name of Jesus than that man. And sometimes we look at what we don't have rather than what he's about to give us, right? Or we want to determine what we're to do next when he's really saying that's a bad, that's a misstep. That was our, that was our second iteration for vision. 
And now it's important that we revisit Revelations 1.8. He's a God who was better together, still believes that, still building on that. It's an eternal foundation. Who is to come, right? New horizons. He's still fulfilling that. He's, the work that we did over those two years, he's still increasing on it. We still create space. We didn't stop doing that. It just became part of our normal routine. Hey, constantly create space for faith. You know, accept the space. Allow God to fill the space. We still say it when things are going wrong in your life. Hey, what space have you created for God to intervene? Have you given him a small spot? And is it like the hardened road where his seeds are going to fall and not find any life? And then we arise and advance into 2021. Isaiah 61 to 4 says this, Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as the night covers all nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried Home. We said that the light of the glory of the Lord is both objective reality. It will rise. Irrelevant to us, it will rise. Because God is all-powerful and almighty. However, it's subjective because it's the same light that exists in us when we follow Jesus. So it's our inheritance. And I love that, that it's given us a benefit to be enjoyed. It's transforming. It's an experience. It shines. I love that the light is dawning in Zion first, that it has to happen at the bride first. So when we go through dark seasons like COVID, we get to inherit what God is doing first. The light first appears over us, first banishes the darkness out of us and begins to magnetize the world into the blessing that comes with that light. And I love that it says nations and kings. It's this, con- this contrasting pair of ruled and rulers. It's an idiom of totality. We serve a total God. All bow their knees in the presence of God. You can be a, a follower. You can even be a modern-day peasant, if that's what you want to see yourself as. Or you could be a ruler, an influencer of influences, irrelevant when it comes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because we serve a total God, we will all come to him at some point with bended knee. The Lord starts with his people in order that he may encompass the world with love. This is us, rise and advance. We're not camped in the valley of COVID. He's asked us, step up. Step out, follow my calling, follow my lead. Be bold and courageous, inherit the promise. Don't be afraid of the giants. Don't be afraid of the dark valleys. Don't be afraid of the walled cities or the impassable bodies of water. I can do all things. I'm the God that parted the sea, that crumbled the walls. I'm the God that can move mountains, for I created them. This is our God. This is our Jesus. This is our leader, our champion, our general. Church, we have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to lose in him and everything to gain. So as a church, let's revisit what our practical vision goals were for the next two years. And we're six months in. We are formalizing a leadership academy. The update there is we're currently looking and we're taking our time in this for an education or educational uh, uh, um, facilitator 
to offer us or be able to be in partnership with us to provide a diploma in ministry so that as we, as we grow as a church, and we know the vision for us as a church is to, to launch a campus as quickly as possible, as God as calls. And, and we're looking at that, trying to do that each and every year, getting a new location that needs Jesus as God directs us. But to do that, we have to put in right systems and we have to raise leaders to full capacity before they step out into that journey. And it doesn't mean that it's hindering us now. We're just saying we want to be good stewards of disciples that God is calling in to the church planning realm. We want to be good disciples of the leaders God's calling in to come help establish what has been pioneered. We talked about global mission partners, and on the 11th of July, we're going to do an update of, uh, of our giving towards El Aviva in Italy and Living God Church in India. We've got some great mission funds that we've been also faithful in giving to, to release to them, and we're excited to do that, to continue to partner with them. One of the churches that we, we're partnering with in Italy is launched and is running services, and we celebrate that. How good is God? Another disciple-making community has been birthed and we get to be a part of many more to come in Italy. And in India, the need for financial aid is so prevalent as COVID has ripped through that nation. And we want to make sure that as a church, we play our part and do our best to help resource our mission partners, Pastor Christo and Sarah Emanuel, on the front line with being able to show and provide in practical terms the love of Jesus to the cities that they're in. We talked about a permanent online campus And we're excited because this week we launched our new website, which is the first step as we create our online campus experience and and make sure we want to launch that in strength because it's not just where you go to watch the sermon. We want to make sure that as we have so many people tune in and follow us in areas that we don't have a campus in, that they have a place to call home, right? And a place that they can get connected and they have the access to all the things we have access to as we come in person. And so we continue to work on that. Our short films ministry, we've been working with our film team. We're excited over summer. They're going to do their first short film, uh, which is exciting. They casted the, uh, the script and the plot to me. Sounded wonderful. Um, and I know it's going to bless us as a church. And in many ways, this just allows our creative guys to begin to take steps to advance into that industry so that we as a church don't simply create things that we watch on a Sunday, but we create things that bless, that come along and help guide, lead, communicate the narrative and the story of salvation through creative means. And so, you know, we're hoping and we, we believe it's going to be possible that come fall that that that. That small first short film will be ready to be premiered to the glory of God. We talked about worship and setting aside time and resource to start releasing our own worship music. We have brought together a team that is going to help guide and lead that, and no doubt that will increase and grow in members as we begin to find the voice that God has given us. Now, I say this not because we're going to release an album and we're going to be the next. I don't know what God wants to do on that level. I just know he wants us to have a voice where we begin to express from what he's doing in our house, for our house. Um, And I do believe that we're going to see some powerful anointed worship songs come out of Avant Life. Everything that God asks us to do, we do with extreme excellence and passion and surrender. And he's faithful to bring it into fruition. Our final one was praying and planning and preparing for what will be our third in-person campus location. 
and we're excited because God moves and he, and he does his thing according to his plans. I love that idea that men and women, we make our plans, but he guides the path. He directs the way. He has final say. And he brings things into to light and into fruition that we might not have seen initially. I want to tell you a bit of a story before I invite some friends to the stage. Um, so I know this sounds weird, but in November last year, in the height of going back into lockdown, you know, we started to have this conversation, Pastor Emma and I, with God about, God, hey, you are growing us as a church. You're bringing in countless amazing leaders, young leaders. You know, one thing I love about our church, when people come here, they go, so many young people. And I'm like, well, they're in their 20s. It's not like they're super young. Um, but I understand what they're saying because the general narrative of church at the moment in the West is just, you know, the older generation sitting on pews and they come here and they see life and they see it lively. But with that blessing comes a responsibility to disciple, lead and guide. And we were starting as, uh, as lead pastors to go, hey, we have an incredible, uh, like, up-and-coming group of leaders that God is developing and we're being allowed to disciple and we're seeing God move them so quickly through season and develop. But we also knew that there was a gap of maturity that God needed to fill. Not because these leaders weren't capable, but the reality is is that we need multi-generational leaders and we also need people of different depths of maturity and time in the ministry. So we're like, Lord, we can't do 10 years of ministry in someone's life in six months. You're going to have to fix this. And I've just learned that's not a bad prayer. He builds his church. We just co-labor. And so I'm like, God, you've got to build something into this. We know you're going to have to graft this in. And so we started praying and started believing. We started talking with our, our board. Hey, we're going to need to find a solution to this. God's going to bring it to us. He's going to bring it to a head. And this conversation just started gathering steam. And I know when God's in it because the conversation becomes like uncontrollable it becomes it's just every day I'm thinking man wow we're growing and then growth becomes like a good problem but a very good problem and you're like "Mm." (laughs) like like, father I felt like you know Bilbo Baggins too much butter spread over not enough butter spread over too much bread I was getting old (laughs) I lead pastor's tail there and back again and and then almost it's just a providential meeting took place and so with that thought in mind, we're heading into big announcement territory. I know everyone's on the edge of their seat. We started to see God begin to say, hey, you know I said you're better together. You know I said create space for faith and new horizons. And you know that the vision is to arise in advance. I have made a way. So with that thought, I'm going to invite to the stage Pastor Emma, and Pastor Jason and Pastor Kelsey Eliason to join with me as we discuss just an incredible story of God. Good morning. How's it going? I'm sweaty. It's been, it's been hot, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard it's been warm recently. Yeah, apparently it's a little thing going on outside. So church, um, we'd like to introduce to you Pastor Jason and Pastor Kelsey Eliason. They are very, very dear friends of Ben and I, we have a lot of love for these guys. Um, We honestly, like, I'm so excited to talk with you guys and hear a little bit about telling our church who you are and your story. Like, tell us a little bit where you grew up, like, how'd you guys meet? I know you've got a really romantic story. They have, when we get the chance, they have the best romantic story as to how they came together. So... 
But tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us how you grew up, all of that. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, I don't know if I belong in a rom-com, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a holiday. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have three boys. We have uh, our oldest name is Jude, and he is eight. Jax is seven, and our youngest, West, is four. And we grew up on Vancouver Island, and we've been on the Lower Mainland for the last 12 years. Eleven and a half. Wow. <laughs> I'm the dates guy. I'm, I'm not the dates. I remember the dates. Yeah, there we go. And uh, we've been married for 14 years. Come on. Um, we are high school sweethearts, and we joined the Lord's full-time ministry right out of high school, basically. I mean, there's a few moments in there. Um, and so we have been in youth ministry and then a church planting journey in the last three years. You guys have been um, tracking with us since we arrived, which a lot of people don't realize is that we did have friends, thank God, when we landed. Uh, he brought wonderful people like yourselves. Um, there's an argument like, best friends? It's close. It's close. I, I'm guilty of, um, I have a lot of best friends. Yeah. But I mean it. Like, I, it's, I don't mean it. In but like who's a, your bestest? Like, see, I don't, I don't know. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been tracking with us um, since the start. Like, like, we did church planning training together. We, we hung out. We were on each other's boards. Yeah. Um, which was, like, that was a good thing. Have a good friend on your board. Um, we launched at similar times. You guys launched uh, Citizens Church two weeks before us. That's right. September 2018. Yeah. Wow. When did we launch? Uh, the September. 30th. September 30th. This is wow, the, the date, date's guy. The date's guy. Um, so tell us a little bit about that church planting journey for you guys. Yeah. So again, tracking with you guys, we were uh, for about eight and a half years before this, part of a great church, uh, Christian Life Assembly in Langley. Uh, had this call on our heart, this stirring to, to pioneer something in church planting and rooted in a firm belief, not that like we wanted to do something ourselves, but in a belief that our culture needs more life-giving churches planted in neighborhoods that will be about the kingdom of God in a space. And so we just sort of put our hands up and said, God, if that's what you want to do through our life, we'll do it. And, um, and so we launched out in this journey. We planted Citizens Church in 2018 in the northern part of Surrey. So uh, we're right in Wally, Guilford areas where most of our activity takes place as a church. And it's been a beautiful journey of people, this is sort of our story. It's like strangers becoming friends, becoming family. Yeah. Like that's what it's happened. And, and I think that the most beautiful part of our church in Surrey is the way our church loves one another. And, and really it's, it's probably the, the richest community I've ever been a part of. Like not, not just good friends, but they're it, like built on the gospel, built and centered around the person of Jesus with a sincere belief that his kingdom is coming, not just in big and grand ways. Like imagine it, but in like the mundane and normal ways of life, God's kingdom is, is coming. And so we've been on that journey, um, pivoting and working things out over the last little while. We are almost at the point in our church planting journey where we will be, have been meeting online as long as we were ever in person, yeah. which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. Crazy. That'd be the same for us then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We were launched two weeks after them. Um, 
backtracking a little bit, getting a little bit personal, Jason, if you were like describing your wife to someone, like how would you describe her? Careful. Yeah, no, I'm not going to make any jokes. Um, Kelsey is one of the wisest people that I know. And she doesn't know it all the time, but she just listens well and knows how to give wise counsel, wise advice. Um, And I'm the biggest recipient of that of anybody. But um, that's what comes to mind right away. It's awesome. Kels, how would you describe Jay? I think that this is true prior to this year, but this year has been um, instilled this as like my two words for sure is just courageous and humble. Wow. That's nice. (laughs) They're two good ones, bro. That's like... I really like him. That's like a power combo. (laughs) Honestly, they're so mushy. It's real cute. Um, Awesome. (laughs) So, like I said, we've been on a journey. But you guys have been on a journey too. Yes, we have. It's been fun. That's, I think we'll look back. Yes. And, yes. and it faithfully with, look back. With the benefit of hindsight Correct. and use the word fun. But I it. used a word before, like godly providence. Yes. And would you guys share just your journey for the last few months? Even? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like everybody, individuals, churches, this last season has forced us into a season of reflection. Whether we liked it or not, right? If, if you were used to just like avoiding stuff yeah. in your life, this last year kind of had a way of squeezing all that stuff to the surface. Yeah. And so we were doing this on two different tracks. One as church leaders and um, thinking about our church and, and asking the Lord, like, you know, like this, this season, though there's been a lot of strength in our church still through this season, um, lots of beauty still in our church in this season, we had this growing sense that as good as these things were, we were still in a very vulnerable place as a church. Just stuff changes. We, we, we have had no physical place to gather as a church. We have had key people move on for really good reasons. They take great jobs. They're following the call of God. But in this season, it's hard to know who's filling those gaps along the way. And we had this growing conviction that if we were going to see our church that we planted in Surrey have longevity... There was gonna, it was going to require a shift of kingdom nature. It was going to require us to think outside of the box and not just go back to the same thing and just try to pull ourselves out of it. That This was a growing belief in our heart that God was preparing, saying, like, I, I've got a shift for you. So that was one track. But then there was a personal track for me in particular where I came to this it started slow. It was these feelings that I was trying to ignore for a long time that I accidentally blurted out at one point that once it's out of the bag, you can't ignore it anymore. It's like you have to deal with that. And I started wrestling with a, a bit of like my calling. And, and there was like, it started with big, like, oh, am I even called to be a pastor anymore? What's all these things? And then it, and it, it got to a different place where it says, what is my best fit for kingdom impact? How has God wired me and gifted me specifically? Because I was starting to realize that though I knew I was called to that season of planting, 
I, I don't know if that's exactly how I'm gifted and wired to continue moving forward. I don't think that if I bring the best to God's kingdom and to the church in that specific role. So I started wrestling with those things saying, God, I don't care about a title. I don't care about, um, I don't care about what it looks like even at this point to, to maybe make a shift. I just want to be in a position where the gifts you've put in me are being used for your kingdom. And, and I'd love to do that in some sort of way with people that I love a lot. And so those were the two things. So you guys have this idea of what you're, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we got to this, this conviction where I said, for the benefit and longevity of Citizens Church, a shift was re- going to be required. We knew that. But also for the benefit and longevity of Jason and Kelsey as leaders, a shift was going to be required. And in that was this sincere hope. And it, was, it really was a hope. I don't even know if I prayed it out loud because it didn't seem like I could reconcile it all. But there was a hope that was like, what if the shift was one and the same? What if the shift we needed and the shift our church needed were the same? Because we never wanted to leave. We love our church. We love what God is doing. We love the people. But we knew that to continue on and ignore what was going on in our hearts would be disobedience and dangerous for us and for those that we lead. Wow. Wow. So, oh, (laughs) quick glitch so we've kind of got like you guys have these random pieces we've got these random pieces they seem random and like we we've compartmentalized them to what's in front of us and you've compartmentalized them into what's in front of you and to God and we have this incredible moment yeah, it's like a wasji. It's like a, a puzzle that you've got to put together. I don't know if they know them here. Those so I haven't put like a, like a puzzle together, but you don't know the picture. And you only get to see the picture once you put the puzzle together. Right. Yeah. I felt like that was happening with us. Yes. We're like, we don't know the picture, but we're like putting one puzzle piece at a time. And we started meeting up for our own reasons, like because we're friends. And you're like, friends catch up, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you need to work on that. Um. <laughs> Best friends, actually. But and yeah. so we just started catching up as we do, and we started just to share what was on our hearts. And it felt like as we were talking, it was just one piece, and then you'd put a piece down. Yeah. And then we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Your next piece. <laughs> Smarter people would have picked it up a lot before, long before yeah, we Kelsey did. Kelsey and Emma were in the do room. You know, it would have been quicker. Yeah. If we were there all the time. We're yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> We had to wait till the last piece. That's like, right. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we serve a good God. Like, okay. And I love that. It was like God was taking vulnerabilities and he was filling them with strengths yeah. on both sides yeah. of, the, of, the, of the picture. And all of a sudden, we, we came up with this picture that just glorified God. Yeah. yeah. Kingdom-minded glorification of God. And, I mean, like, we've all had faith declarations along the course of planting our churches. And I know for Pastor Kelsey and Pastor Jason and for Ben and I, those faith declarations didn't turn out how we expected them to. Actually, they were a far greater faith step than what we were hoping for, which brought about greater miracles. And so within that, what does the picture look like? Everyone's been waiting for this moment. (laughs) I feel like we should get Henry up to do a drum roll, but he's too slow. Yeah, no, it. no, no, it's fine. Nice take. <laughs> um, church, we're so excited. 
and expectant at the same time that God has begun a good work. And honestly, we use this over and over again. It was our vision for New Horizons. He's adding extensions to this building. He's making home bigger. And so with that illustration in your mind, how good our God is, we'd love to announce with all the pleasure and excitement that citizens in Surrey, as of today, will be Avant Life Surrey moving forward. Oh, man, that felt good. Honestly... Okay, so to like backtrack a little bit, our vision and like when Ben shared our vision for the beginning of the year, I was like, man, how am I going to do all this stuff? I feel like I haven't done a thing with this. And this is always the way that God works. It's like he does the work. We declare with faith the vision. And so often we can be like, well, I've got to make it happen. Like even now I'm writing notes going, how, what's my next step for this and this? And I'm like, oh, it's the miracle. Like, and so, but that is just what God has been doing within Absolutely. us and will continue to do. We now have three campuses, church. Sorry, Avant Life is here. Amazing. I just want to take opportunity right now because I know you're like, how does that look moving forward? I want to, I just want to like give honour where honour is due. Both Pastor Kelsey and Pastor Jason have done a wonderful job at creating a beautiful church in in Surrey. Citizens, which is now Avant Surrey, is a beautiful church with beautiful people, with great culture. This is not a someone did something wrong moment. This is Jesus walking past and saying, hey, no one did anything wrong. It's so, so the work of God can be revealed and he can be glorified. And so in that, we're so... This is why I'm so excited, is that this is just... So much health going on right now. Yeah, like, totally. I can't wait to adopt so many things that you guys do so well into our DNA and vice versa yeah. because it's going to just bring such beautiful ministry to all the right. cities we're in. Um, but Pastor Jason and Pastor Kelsey, in this whole process, and I know you guys know this of Emma and I already, we like defend you guys and we love you guys and advocate for you guys. They did the very same thing as the shepherds of yeah. citizens to make sure that this transition was one in strength and health and one in love, and one that advocated for all. And and in doing this, I just want to say, guys, that whole characteristic of wisdom, of humility and strength, we honour you because it takes great wisdom, humility and strength to see the vision beyond oneself and to go, you know, God, let's just go there and let's see what happens. I believe your story is going to be one that empowers a generation of leaders to go, hey, what is my greatest call to the kingdom right now? And have what I think is a spiritually healthy conversation as we all should and time to time and reflect, God, what am I doing? And is it what you've called me to do? And it's complete strength. So you guys are amazing. Oh, thanks guys. And um, as we, you know, you'll say more, but this journey with you guys has been like a joy. And I, I think we've said it so many times that, the, this process is like answered, like like d- wishes in my heart that I again I didn't even know if I have like uttered to God along the way yeah. to do ministry like this in this way. Our church is full of friends, yeah. but like to link arms in the way that we're doing so, it's a dream come true. Absolutely. And so for us, there is no there, there's a measure of just sadness in the change which is okay. Absolutely. Like it's just healthy change and we're all good with that. But there is so much joy 
in coming under your vision. And that is, there's like no sadness in that. There's no coercion in that. There is no, like we are honored to be able to do this together. And we know that there's such great days ahead for Surrey and the North Shore and Squamish and beyond. And God's just getting started with what he's beginning. There's a great story ahead. And so for us, we just we want to honor you also for seeing this in us and creating space for this conversation to happen because um, ultimately it's going to be good, I believe, for Ben and Emma. It's going to be good for Jason and Kelsey, our churches, but it's going to be good for the kingdom of Come God in our, in our places. Absolutely. So there are some announcements that are really important. There's going to be shifts and changes that are taking place, uh, but we're going to talk about three of them today. That, uh, that I, I'm so excited to, to discuss and just announce. So we've said this, and it's true, like same faces but different functions. Um, and so Pastor Jason, Pastor Kelsey, they're, they're still going to be in Surrey, and, and we're excited uh, because I, I believe that's God's plan for that. Uh, but there will be a shift and change in who's leading what. And so we're super excited to, to announce that Pastor Kelsey will be the campus pastor for Surrey Ava. <laughs> And I know you're going to get time to meet and get to know her, but instantly you'll realize there is no better person, no better leader to lead the charge in that city. She's passionate about Surrey and seeing God's goodness just overwhelm it. Now, Pastor Jason will be there supporting. I can't wait until we're in one of those meetings where Pastor Kel's preaching. She introduces her, you know, uh, the the pastor's husband, and then he just waves. uh, You know, but he'd be great with it because he doesn't care. Um, He's such a supportive guy. Uh, But... Pastor Jason will be stepping into the role of executive pastor here at Avant Life Church, which we know you're gifted and called for and within perfect timing. Um, and we're just so excited. Like you said, we're a church planning church. Citizens was a church planning church and that they bring the same DNA. We, I want, we're a provincial church now. Like, there's no turn back. That's crazy. We're going to be everywhere calling out that God <laughs> is on the move. He's not finished yet. That's Create right. some space, Amen. you know, as in wherever we are, as in heaven, right? That's yeah. what we're going to be crying out. Yeah. And so we're excited for that. But a part of this process, we get to inherit so many of your beautiful team and adopt them into the family. And we'll be talking to one of those amazing pastors soon. But before we get there, I just think it'd be awesome if we would pray yeah. and we just commit this celebration to yeah. God. Uh, and what we know is going to be awesome, awesome time to come. Let's pray, church. God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you care so deeply for your people, no matter where they are, that your love for your people goes beyond our imagination and our planning. And so, Lord, as we come uh, under your majesty right now, Father God, we commit Avant Life to you. We commit the work of God that we are laboring in to you, Lord God. Let us never be void of your spirit. Let us always be led by your word, Father God. God, we just pray right now over Avant Life Sari, over Pastor Jason and Pastor Kelsey, that you would just be their rear guard, that you would be at the front leading them, Father God, that the work that has been started is going to uh, just have more influence and, and have more capacity to take on all the things that you have planned for Sari, Lord God. God, we just thank you for this opportunity that you have orchestrated this, that yet again, it is to your glory, Father God, that we are not 
uh, heroes, you are our champion. Yes, and so we submit under your authority, we submit under your majesty, under your power, and we say you are Lord, you are God, and we are here for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Better together. Let's go. Pastor Jason and Pastor Kelsey, we love you guys. Love you. I'm going to invite to the stage now Pastor Jeremiah Medino. I almost broke my ankle first time here. Sorry about that. It's just because you got so much muscle, bro. Look at you. They're not functional. I, I'm not great with the sports, so I just lift the weights. So I, Doesn't need to be functional, off. trust me. Um, <laughs> you're a good-looking man. You Mom are, or dad? Which one? A little bit of both, I think. Okay. I inherited this beauty mark here from my... I don't even know what side it is. Side, is it yeah. this side? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's from my mother. Shout out to my mom. Thanks, Jeremiah. Whichever mom. camera we're looking at. Jeremiah, I am so excited that you're a part of this whole process. Uh, we've known you for a while, yeah, right? Like yeah, we've had yeah. the most random catch-ups and I believe God, like divine catch-ups um, and just to see what he's doing and bringing things into full circle. You, to me, uh, just a part of this whole puzzle piece that just represents a greater kingdom-minded nature of what's taking place here. And I say that because church, um, Pastor Jeremiah has a vision to plant a church and he's going to be with us for the next 12 months, but this is what we get to inherit as a church. We get to inherit getting alongside, behind, lifting up Pastor Jeremiah and a team that are going to plant a brand new church. And I want us to celebrate this because we need more churches in Canada. We need more expressions. We need more passionate leaders. And so he is, for the next 12 months, going to be helping to lead and design our life groups right across multiple campuses But that's all in preparation to what we're really excited about and that Pastor Jeremiah is going to be planning a church. And so what I'm going to ask him to do, because we're going to be supporting him in this, we're going to be sending him into this, and I love that, is that he would just share some of his vision for what God has called on his life. So over to you, bro. Yeah, it started a few years ago in 2015, and I was in Bible college, and uh, there was a class being offered for the first time. It was church planting, and... I decided to take it just for a GPA booster, to be honest, initially. <laughs> and uh, through that semester, God was doing something in my heart, which I, I didn't realize. At that time, I was at an incredible church. I was youth pastoring. And so I just kind of shelved it away. But sure. over the years, it just, this seed in my heart, knowing that, because I mean, in youth ministry, I know that you, you and I have been in youth ministry yeah. for many years too, but my heart was just expanding in terms of like, I'm passionate for the next generation, but I want to see intergenerational ministry and communities coming yes. together to serve our Lord Jesus. And yeah, it was in, I think it was, yeah, 2018 where I, I was at this crossroad and um, I, I didn't know what to do. And someone randomly on Facebook, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. And so we're not friends on Facebook, um, but they messaged me and they're like, hey, we haven't met. I know of you, but I had a dream about you. And I want to affirm this call into church planting, I think maybe. Um, And I just want to affirm that. But you're not called into it right away. You need to go into a season of waiting where you're going to learn and apprentice under other leaders. Wow. And I was like, bro, I don't know you. But this is exactly what I've been wrestling through. So we met up for coffee. 
um, he prayed for me and I made the decision to resign with no plan. Um, and so that was a really tough season. And that's actually where I, I met Jason and Kelsey and, oh, wow. and I met you and um, even Matt at, at Revolver. And at that point, I, I was just unemployed. I had no idea what was next. But God just was so faithful and, um, yeah, found myself at Citizens Church and, and, and now we're here. And so wow. I'm excited to see what God does in this year and, and in, our, in our church. It feels nice to say that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for what God has in plan for the lower mainland and in our province. So. Jeremiah, we're so excited. You're leader. We can see the calling of God all over you. We know whatever you place your hand to in Jesus' name is going to flourish. So from our heart to you, we're so excited to partner with you, to be able to send you and be a part of the process. And I'm just saying this so everyone at Avant can see, we're committed to what God is doing in your future. Even after planning, we're committed. And you've got a house and a home to always come back to, to rest, to find more friendships in. But we know what He's going to be doing in and through you is beautiful. So as I pray for you, would you just receive it? Yeah. And because uh, we, we're, we're so excited. Church, would you just pray with me too? Father, right now, I thank you for this incredible leader, Pastor Jeremiah. Lord, all that you've done in his life up to this point and all that you're going to do, Father, we ask right now that you would pour out on him your anointing in greater measure. Lord God, we thank you. We have this next year with him and that we get to partner with all that you're doing in and through his life, Lord God. And right now we ask that you would call even more people to the mission and the vision you've given him. Lord God, you'd give him increase, Lord God. You'd give him a resource, Lord God. Father, you'd bring him boldness and peace, Lord. Father, when it becomes hard times, Lord, you'd comfort him and guide him. Lord, we thank you that you've pulled us together. We are better together. And in that, Lord, we just say right now, we are committed to see the work that you've committed over Jeremiah's life come into full fruition in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray a blessing over him. We pray, Lord God, that that as he goes forth, as he spends time with us in the seasons to come, it would be to the glory of your name, the extension of your kingdom. Lord, we pray all of this right now in the unshakable name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. Other ways you can connect with Avant Life is through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Or check out our website at avantlifechurch.com.